Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, you're listening to the Funnel Down Defense Podcast. And now here's your host, Steve Collins. Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Funnel Down Defense Podcast. It has been a while. We have not been. Uh, our season just kind of ended. I'm hoping to get some some people that ran the funnel down defense on the podcast, talk about some of their successes. I know there's a lot of them out there. And if you would like to talk to me, if you'd like to do deep dive, I can help you with uh, the funnel down defense, but I can also, we can throw you on the the podcast and maybe talk about some of the pluses and minuses of funnel down and what you found out. And that's what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about some of the things that I saw recently um, running it this year. You know, we were really good about, um, terms about you know keeping teams in the gutter and out of the main alley you know kind of opposite and getting them to go to the strike zones um, but you know what what I love is you can run the funnel down in two ways you can run it in a man and run it in a zone which was great for us this year because we were able to to do it both in our one three one in our matchup and we were able to do it in our straight man and it really kind of disrupted a lot of the teams that we played this year their offenses um they weren't able to reverse the ball. They took quick shots. We drove them down um, to that strike zone where we could trap them. Um, and it, it it really did shrink the amount of court. I tell people, if you want to run the funnel down defense, it doesn't matter what kind of team. Anyone can teach it. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a fourth grade coach, if you're a high school coach or college coach. Um, just not letting them reverse. What makes the funnel down a little bit different is I love our terminology. I love how simple it is. I love that there are no questions. You know, um, 
within the funnel down defense.com. If you go over there or down the show notes, you can see we have drills, we have live video. I'm going to put some more. I haven't gotten to it for this season, but I'm going to put a lot more live video of us running it this year. Um, and you, the, the great thing is, as long as people are getting up the line, as long as you know you're not letting them reverse, as long as you're pushing to that baseline, um, it doesn't matter the kind of athletes you have. Um, you know, angles are angles. From the, from the former geometry teacher, I can tell you that is true. Angles are angles. Um, and, you know, in the baseline and in the sideline, you got two extra defenders. And there's been times over the last couple of years we've needed extra defenders. Trust me, I'm telling you. Um, and we we got those extra defenders because um, they're there. You know, the sideline and the baseline are are um, easy. And what it did is it, it sped teams up. They took quick shots, and we were able to convert into our fast break. Um, one of the, like I said earlier, one of the unique features about the funnel down is it can be run in manner zone. Um, there's pluses and minuses to that. Um, but I like that I can change between them and I like that it doesn't affect, um, anything. If you're in a, if you're in a, um, in a state that has a shot clock, I don't know why you're not running this. Um, you know, the first 10 seconds, 15 seconds, they're going to figure out, I can't reverse the ball. Where am I going to go? It's going to result in a lot of those quick shots that you're all looking for. So I'm going to be throwing new things on. Um, I'm going to be putting this both in the Funnel Down Defense podcast and the Coach Unplugged podcast, just so all of you know that we're going to be throwing new materials, talking about the Funnel Down, talking about some of the nuances that I showed because we played it a little Two years ago, we couldn't because we were coming out of COVID, but this last year, this last season, we played a lot of it, and it was very effective for our team to to be in second place in our conference. The first place team was second in our state, so um, it was uh, successful. Now, <laughs> I'll be honest, we had a hard time running this against the team that we, we lost to three times that was first in our conference, who had uh six eleven six seven six 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 four six four and then the point guard with six four was player of the year and second team all state it's not perfect <laughs> but it was really good it was it was effective and um you know it 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 gave all the stuff that we we needed as a, as a team so a lot of key concepts and stuff but again go over and check a funnel down defense.com and have a great day actually Bye. i think it was peach street we usually stop at peach street that's a funny one i won't repeat one of them that's pretty funny all right i'm gonna give uh everyone a couple more minutes here and then we will go down what i think is our secret sauce um which is I'm trying to, we were trying to, my staff and I, John Morgan, um, who kind of helped me do that, who, who's kind of the orchestrator behind him and I behind this, um, there's a Florida, um, is, uh, is how long we've been running this. I, I would put it at seven to eight. I think, I, I don't think we ran it with our 11 team, but we're, we don't remember the exact year that we, we kind of implemented this, um, and well, and I'll I'll explain. I'll, you'll love some of the terminology because it's definitely Wisconsin terminology. But um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about some of that stuff. And again, you can name it anything you want, but it's 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 worked for us. So when we when we talk specific things with the guys, um, they just kind of know what we're talking about. All right, anybody else? Any of the new people coming in? Where are you from? Oregon. 
Arkansas. We don't have any Wisconsins in there. That's good. I don't have to boot anybody yet. All right. I got your state of Washington, Coach. You do. Thank you. I'm up here. You got to come see us. I know. I told you that the other day when we were talking. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's on my list. It's on my list. All right. Let's uh, let me get started. Um, So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how this how this came about and you know why the funnel down defense is what it is right now and you can thank you can thank covid for it um and i'm going to share some of the i'm going to share some of the secrets i'm going to share some of the stuff and this and the stuff i share today if you just do this i can't guarantee you're going to win more but i guarantee you can put it in and i guarantee you're going to be successful um, and if you're, you know, a team that's not doing what you need to do defensively, this will be better. So even, even the, even if you get in, you know, the first couple steps that I'm going to, I'm going to explain to you, um, which may, which is really simple. Um, and I'm not saying at any point it gets difficult, but when we start tweaking things and we start working, doing it with a zone and a man and doing some of those kind of things, um, it changes a little bit. What I'm going to tell people too, if you have questions, um, I'll do them at the end. Uh, I'll answer questions and stuff like that. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was going to do this on my whiteboard and then you got to love technology. So um, I'm going to do that later, probably on a Q and a and stuff where I'll get in front of a whiteboard and do some stuff. And there's some angle things that I want to show, but anyway, um, so save those for the end. We'll put those in the chat. Um, you know, I've telling people to put where they're from, but, um, you know, if you think of a question or something, throw in the chat and I'll try to scroll through those, those at the end. All right. I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to go back and forth. This is the way I teach every day. Um, so I'm going to go back and forth. Um, what was I teaching today? I was teaching, uh, normal distributions and Z scores. Many of you are stats geeks. Um, and I was talking about the average height of a male in the U S is five, nine, the standard deviation of about three inches. So that's what I was teaching today in class. But anyway, I bird walk. I do that in, in class too. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to jump back and forth because I don't like just looking at the screen. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that kind of origin story, why I started this. So um, I'm, I'm a believer in, in, in different types of defenses. You know, we run funnel down we have run it the entire season, but we we're probably, you know, we run it 40, 50% of the time. We run a few other things. We just try to switch up a little bit. Um, I, what I love about funnels, I don't have to necessarily leave it. Um, but what was happening is I was having issues with practice time. Um, and this, some of you will love this. So we had lost a really close game and I think I'd put in a couple specific defenses for this one opponent. And we had lost, I think, a box and one, a couple other things. And um, we had lost. And so, you know, I usually the last one out of the gym. So I'm running, I'm running home. And um, I, there's a Chick-fil-A by our house. Or not by our house, by our school. And it closes at 10. So I was rushing out. I went and got Chick-fil-A. And I'm driving home. And I'm just going, I just have too many things, too many defenses. I need to, 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 to have variation, but to try to narrow it down. I also needed to do a couple other things with teams um, that I didn't have some of the athletes and I didn't have, you know, Wesley Matthews playing for me or Vander Blue or a bunch of my NBA guys. So how could I do some of those similar things with the kids that are, they're, they're smart kids, but they're not the athletes and stuff. So 
it was literally on a drive home on a Chick-fil-A napkin that I thought of thought of this. And then I called my assistant coaches. And then it was one of those 10 a.m., 10 p.m. to like 2 a.m. things were. And then obviously over the last five or six years, it's tweaked a lot. But all right, so let me share my let me share my screen here so I can show you a couple things. If you're listening, that will be fine too. I know some of you texted me and said you were going to be in the cars and doing other things. Um, all right, so let me share, let me share not that screen. All right, hold on. Let me share the right screen so you can see what you need to see. This is what you need to see. All right. Um, and I'm going to go, hold on. I got to move a couple things here. I was taking, taking some stuff. All right. So I'm going to share. And can I get, if you see, I got to go back a couple. Um, does everybody see the funnel down defense thing? Can I get a thumbs up from somebody or somebody unmute and let me know? I'm assuming you can all see it at this point. It's the guy. Yeah, that it's, looks, coach. it's, it's working. Yep. What do you see? Terms. The screen says terms. It does. And it shows your main alley gutters and strike zones with your slide deck on the left side. Okay. So I am going to stop. Hey, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not necessarily Mr. Techie. So give me a second here because um, I want to show you. I want to show I, I was actually in my gym today to um, to show you a couple things and to kind of expand that. So hold on. Um, let me. Do, 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 do. I got to get out of this screen. Hold on. I can't see everything I need to see. This is similar to my um, similar to my classroom here. Okay, what do you see now? Can you help me now? Now I see you, Coach. I just see you and your you microphone. You just see me. Okay. And your bookcase, yep. Yep. All right. And my bookcase, you see this. That works. Okay. So let me, I'm going to move this in here and then I'm going to try something else. And worst case scenarios, I can talk through all this, but I, I, I want to show you a couple visual things that I think will help with that, like that little bit of that court and some other stuff. Okay. All right. So do you see a court that says, what do you notice? Yes, sir. All right, and now do you see? All right, thank you. You're you're gonna you're gonna get an assist today. I'm gonna go back up here. Do you see? What do you do? You see court? What do you notice now? Do you see that? Yep, and now it's just one slide. And you've eliminated your little slide deck on the left, so it's nice awesome. and big. That's awesome. And do you see funnel down defense now? Right now? Yeah, with one oh. of your studs, Duncan. <laughs> I wish it was one of mine. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to show you the first thing. So this is one of my aha moments that I'm going to, I'm going to share with you is um, what do you notice about this court? Other than it's not my court, it's the Belmont court. You notice a volleyball court. Okay. Yep. Mo most of you have a volleyball court on your basketball court. I would guess most of you do. Okay. So what you have right now is you have, um, you have uh you have a volleyball court. So you have the funnel drawn on your court. Okay. So I coached volleyball for seven years, seven or eight years. 
And outside of this volleyball court is where we're going to try to shrink, shrink the court. So, um, oops, there was a problem there. Hold on. Um, something happened with my PowerPoint. Ooh, it just crashed. Um, but anyway, uh, outside of that court is a small, is a small, uh, funnel. A volleyball court is about 30 feet wide and a basketball court is about 50 feet wide. So we are, so I'm, I'm guessing it's like 28 and a half for a volleyball court. So what I'm telling you is we are trying to funnel people into the, into 40% of the courts. And the reason we do that is it just makes it a lot easier. First of all, it takes them out of their offense, but it makes it easier for my players. Everything I try to do is to, is to make it as simple as possible. Um, and that volleyball court helps because it's drawn on the line. Any of you that have run pack line or other types of defenses have probably gotten out that painter tape and put it on the court. Well, we don't have to do that with the funnel down on, on most courts. Now, I did see a court recently that didn't have it, um, but most courts have uh, have that where um, we know where we need to funnel them. And, that, and then I'll talk about the terms that we use here in a second. So let me try to reload this again. I, what I'm going to do is I am going to not go all the way open. I'm going to leave it like this. It'll just be a little bit easier for you to see. All right. So we, I am in Wisconsin. Um, and I, uh, there's a lot of bowling alleys, a lot of bars, a lot of churches. If any of you have been to Wisconsin, those three things, there's a lot of those. Okay. So what we named that area was the gutter. So we are trying to push our teams to the gutter at all, the other team to the gutter at all times, okay? We do it in the full court. We do it in the half court. We're always trying to get them to the gutter. The alley is where we don't want. We, we want the alley because we're the bowlers, and we want everybody else out into the gutters. You can take the name for whatever it is, but we're in Wisconsin. And we're trying to get them to the strike zone. And I'll show you what the strike zone is. So um, ideally, when we run this, we want um, we want everybody in uh, in the gutter. We want to get them to the strike zone. Uh, but what we really, really want is um, them on the left side of the court. Now, I'm a realist and I'm a high school basketball coach and I see my guys from November to March. That's all I see them is from November to March. Okay. And ideally I'm getting them on the left side of the court, 50 to 60% of the time. So initially I was just, I was always kind of trying to get it onto the left gutter and wasn't worried about the right side. However, the other 40% of the time there were different rotations. There were different things. So what we decided is as long as we're working on you know, that help and that fake help and that, and, and that gap, it doesn't really matter. Okay. So we don't care if they're on the left gutter or the right gutter. Ideally, most of the time we want them on the left gutter, but we're only successful doing that. Like I said, 50 to 70% of the time. Well, what happens with the rest of the time? Well, it's in the right gutter. Okay. Um, so we have gotten really good at keeping them in the gutter and out of the, out of the alley or out of the main alley. Um, and that helped us. So that was, I'm telling you, that was one of our initial tweaks is, okay, we're going to, first of all, we ran against a left-handed dribbler. That was the first thing. And the second thing is 
um, we were only successful half the time. So the rotations on the other side weren't as good. Um, and I'll talk about maybe a little later about some other things as far as how we kind of do it. Why do we try to get them to the strike zone? Okay. I'm going to tell you why we try to get them to the strike zone. This is in my gym this morning. And no, it was not like a hidden agenda to show you the three state championships on the wall that are the pictures, like the Hoosier thing. I took it that way rather than the other way. But the look at what happens in the strike zone. This was this is another aha moment. Okay. If, even if they get past you on that bottom part, you have two defenders in the strike zone. You have the baseline and you have the basket, right? So I'm standing in that green, I'm standing in that green strike zone right here. I'm standing in that. Okay. If you look at that, good luck. First of all, you can't shoot from high in the baskets. It's harder to pass to the other three. Now, can they dive out of bounds? Can you do that whole like NBA dive? Yes. I've seen two kids do that in like eight years and have been decent at it. Um, then we have to adjust to that. But most of the time, this is kind of like no man's land. It's behind the basket. They can't shoot over the rim. So I guess they can lean out. <laughs> and if they're watching, they can kind of lean out and shoot. But that's why we really try to get them to this strike zone right here. Okay. Um, we want to trap it. Now, we don't necessarily have to get them to the strike zone and the funnel down. That's the best thing. We don't give up. We don't want to give up threes. And I'll, I'll talk about the points of emphasis here, but we don't want to give up threes. We want them to shoot off the dribble mid range, or we want them to go to the strike zone because I'm telling you, it's the stats teacher in me. They're not good. Now, they're, 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 about three or four percentage points worse on the left. That's why we try to push them to the left. But none of them are great at that pull-up jumper from 14 feet. They're definitely not deep, short corner. Um, so that's why we're trying to keep them in that funnel. The, if you notice this picture, this the, the top of the key here that's in kind of the orange, that is the highest percentage shots that people take. The lowest percentage shots are outside. We don't want to give up threes, but we want them taking threes that they're not as effective at. Um, so the top of the key one is one of the most effective ones. So we're taking away the least effective threes. Hopefully we're taking away all threes, but we're taking the least effective threes away and we're trying to push them into this trap zone. Okay. Depending on where your team is in the progression, we're pretty good at getting people into the trap zone. Um, it's kind of, I refer to it as candy. It's like a kid in a candy store. If you give them baseline and let them go, the rotations on the opposite side are so good that they'll go, and then boom, you got them. Um, but obviously, teams in our league have figured out maybe that's where you don't want to go, um, so that that causes some of the problems. Um, yes, we are for. Someone asked, "You are forcing baseline." I am forcing baseline. I want them to go to the short corner. I want them to go to that spot now. I'm going to, I'm going to, someone asked that question. So I'm just going to jump at it right now. Um, I want to force them baseline. Obviously they're not as effective on the left side going baseline as the right side. We, this is a couple things. Your scout matters. Okay. And, and um, we are, our, our quote unquote help is, is a, probably a half a step closer on the right side than it is on the left side. Okay. Because we don't want to give that open three in the corner. So 
we have to stop the drive when we push them baseline. Um, but we, but we got to kind of, it's kind of that fake and then recover. Um, it's kind of like playing secondary because what happens is a lot of times they get moving here and they're not sure if the person's in that's in the helpline here is going to help. So they just drive in there. We take charges, they throw up bad shots. They just get going too fast. All right, let me keep moving here. I'll talk for six hours. Um, why I should play it. So I'm going to go through these very quick. It works in man and zone. We probably run about 50-50 percentage-wise. Um, this last, Two years ago, because we didn't have a season last year, um, two years ago we ran a lot of 2-1-2, and we ran it out of that. Um, this year we'll probably run a little bit more 2-3, um, run it out of a 2-3. Um, just because of my personnel. It just depends. You run out of one, three, one, whatever you want. It disrupts them. Okay. Especially think about every offense. I have a friend who, who's Mr. Prince. If you've ever heard of John Wheeler, he is Mr. Princeton. I don't know if he's on tonight. Him and I are at some point going to have like a a smackdown. I'm going to do this versus his, his Princeton. But if you think about even all those, the horn set, everybody wants to move from left to right. Okay. Um, it shrinks the usable floor. They hate it when they can't reverse the ball. doesn't matter if it's on the right side or the left side. It disrupts everything that they want to do. It's crazy. Um, anyone can teach it. The rules are really simple. If you just do the rules I teach you tonight, your team's going to be better on defense. They're going to pick it up pretty fast. And in a week, you'll have it in. And then then the little... Then I call them the little nuances that the little tweaks happen after that. Um, it's the only defense you'll need. Eh, we can have a discussion about that. Like I said, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I use more than one. But if if you're to the point where this is the one you want to lean into, we have done that in, in previous seasons. You can run it with any type of athlete. Again, going to be honest with you. It's better to have good basketball players than to not. But this will give you a chance against the as long as you're taking the threes away this will give you a chance against the better opponents in your league um and i know from from teach hoops members i've always said how do you beat the best team on your schedule that's where you're that's where you're that's where your planning should start okay um so that's the last one there um angles are bad the types of shots they take where they take them how they take them if you run this effectively, works. I'm just it, the math behind it. Again, math teacher, the math behind it, and the little nuances. Um, I am going to do some tweaks in the next. Hopefully, when my son comes home, um, I got to do a few videos. Um, like I literally wanted to just launch this. It's in the beta version. We've been working on it for the last couple months. Um, so anyway. But I'm gonna get some things. I gotta show a couple angle things and kind of bodies. But I'll, uh, you know, I don't know if I'll get to EBF. But we always talk about ear, butt, and feet is the key. Um, ear, butt, and feet. Um, how you locate those when you kind of are defending the ball is big. Um, baseline and sideline are extra defenders. That's what I was showing in that one picture. It's easy to convert. Um, this leads into our offense, which I obviously won't talk about. Um, Zone and man, I've, I've kind of already talked about this. If you're in a shot clock, and coach, I see you there. If you're in the shot clock uh, thing, this works. Because if you if you run it out of a 2-2-1, two, two, if you run it out of man, you can take a good six to nine seconds 
because they're trying to zigzag. They're trying to go back. Um, and we're trying to get them to go fast. You know, sometimes we're just, you know, you, we're not letting them get around us, but we're just kind of riding them all the way down the court. Um, it's one of those things that we're just, we're not zigzagging because we don't want to zigzag them, but there's times where they're bringing it up the left and maybe they'll get to the middle. Well, we're going to get over there and push them back to the left. Um, we do have what we call like the equator, which is the middle of the court. If they pass the equator, then we'll push them to the other side, but we don't like that. Um, you know, <laughs> we don't want to go down there. It's too hot right now, blah, blah, blah. I make all sorts of funny jokes with them when, when they get to that point. Um, before I get to the next part, let me get here. Have you, have you changed positioning on the line, up the line? I have, yes. So it is more of an open stance um, up the line. So if as I'm channeling them, I it's it's a it, there's a there's this nuance to it where you gotta help, but you're really not helping. You know what I'm saying? You're you're channeling them, you're helping, but you're really not helping because you got to close out on that three pointer and three point shooter in the corner. Now this is this is where the scout comes into play. If they're a horrible shooter, then you can help more. If they're a really good shooter, your fake is less. So we 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 do that in some two-on-two, three-on-three drills. We've basically broken the progression down. I think the last time I checked, it was like 25, 26 drills, where we've broken the progression down where we're teaching them that quick open and then recover, a quick open and recover. Um, it's, it's, it's hard because they want to close out. And we're not necessarily closing out. We're running them off the line. How we run them off the line is the key. But going back to your initial question, it's that it's that it's that help. Um, and we and we tend to open more than like kind of a help defense. We we're we're uh, we're like the um, the scary monster ring. I'm I'm just gonna I'm threatening you. You know I'm here. I'm not gonna go 110 miles an hour. I'm gonna go 60 miles an hour. I see the cop over the hill. I slow down. That's I'm always use that with the guys. It's like if you see the police officer and you're on the highway, trust me, you hit you slow down, right? If they see you in that space, they're going to slow down. I'm telling you, trust me, hundreds of hours of watching this, we've run it, they'll slow down. If you're not there, they're gonna go really fast. If I don't see the cop, I go really fast. They seem to get that one. I don't know, they're all they all speed. Um, yes, it's very similar to Chris Baird's defense. It's similar to that. Um, we always switch. Um, we always switch the, uh, we always switch. Now, Chris doesn't do it in zone and some other things. And there's some other little tweaks. Um, I've tried to simple it down to like, my guys aren't as smart as his guys. Um, but, uh, yes, we, we basically switch everything. We switch everything. Um, we're still funneling them down. You know, the switch is a lot easier if they're going, if they're already in, in, in one of the gutters. Um, but we, we're not going to, we're not letting them go back middle. We're jumping that hard and we're pushing the other way. We don't care if you go the other way. Cause the other three people are in that help side. Um, okay. There's one bottom one that I got. Um, there's one bottom one on the two, three. 
So you switch ball screens. We switch ball screens. That's always one. That's a, that's always that's always a question for the other. Like, there's been a handful of coaches I've shared this with. They've always asked about switching screens in the post. Um, the post doesn't tend to be a problem because we shove them to the strike zone, um, and we try to front as much as possible because um, high school kids are horrible or junior high kids are horrible at the lob. Um, but the, the the ball screen and all of those are always the question. Um, as long as it's not in the alley, we're okay. If it's in the um, gutter, we're, we we tend to be better. Um, but yes, we we show we show hard on that. Now, a tweak that we do do to this that isn't quote unquote funnel down wouldn't be in my Bible. Is we'll trap it sometimes. If people are really ticking me off, we'll trap and rotate, and then we'll try to get it out of the funnel. Especially if they're really killing us. If they got a guy or a gal. Um, We'll, we'll just double that once in a while. Because to be honest with you, ball screens, switching and uh, doubling, high school ki- most high school kids don't like that. So we'll come at you. We're going to be aggressive on it because it feeds into kind of our transition offense and our, and our, and our kind of hybrid, um, our, our hybrid offense. All right, let me talk about a couple, th- three concepts. So I'm going to close this for a second so I can see it. Um, you pin, you funnel, you trap. Is basically the three things we're talking about. Okay. We're funneling them to the baseline. We're pinning into the, so we talk eventually when I release my offense, my offense, everything, basically my program is three things. Cause I don't know about your kids. My kids can remember three things. Sometimes it's only two things, but they can really remember three things. So everything we do is based on threes. Um, so our transition offense, our um, uh, our our transition offense, our our half court offense, or out of every everything is in the powers of three. Must be the math person, but we always talk about funneling, we always talk about pinning, and we always talk about trapping. The trapping part sometimes, you know, like I said, we don't get that as much as we necessarily would want. But we get it quite a bit. Um, so whatever terms you use, be consistent. Keep the terms, use them all the time. They will be very helpful. Um, our objective. So this is what I was talking about earlier. Our objective is get in that left gutter 70, 50 to 70% of the time. My really good teams have gotten it over there 70. My average teams have gotten it over the 50. That's why I came up with both sides. Okay. We want our, our goal. What we track is 80 to 90% of the game. There are going to be times it's in the middle. We got to move them over. Got to move them over. Got to move them over. Now, one thing I didn't put in this in the, any of these slides is half courts are indicator. So wherever, whatever side they are on. Okay. So again, the equator is what runs down the middle of the court with symmetric. If it's on the right side of that equator, we're, we're funneling right. If it's on the left side of the equator, we're funneling left because sometimes there's a question about where it is if we're not doing a very good job and they're in the middle of the court. Okay. Um, so I will sometimes early in the season, put some painter tape down on the equator, which splits the, the lane in half um, just so they can mentally kind of get ready. And then I'll, after a week, I pull that painter tape up. They got to, they got to be able to adjust to it. Um, so I definitely give them four to five days before our first game to kind of figure out, um, because to be honest, to be honest, we sometimes funnel the right side and all of a sudden they're almost a half court and they, our guy gets beat or they get crossed over, which they shouldn't, but they do. 
um because they're probably thinking about their girlfriend or something i don't know um but then they they get to the left side and then we then we're we're keeping them on the left we're not letting them reverse the ball okay so the our objective with this offense is keep them in that 40 percent we want them to take bad shots <laughs> which are mid-range short corner weak hand okay if we can get the first two we're really good we can we just yeah we we have problems sometimes with the weak hand one we do not want them to reverse that just think about every offense known to man wants to reverse the ball they want to reverse it they want to reverse it they want to reverse it <laughs> we cannot let them reverse it so um again a lot of our breakdown drills our small sided stuff takes that into account initially we're just working on keeping them in the gutter then we our progression adds to four and four five and five so on and so forth okay um so they got to talk they have to talk i don't know about your your teams but my teams have to talk anyway but especially in this defense I can't. I. 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 I've gotten better on turnovers because we've picked the pace up a little bit in the last two or three years. Um, going back to some of my great teams that you saw pictures of, um, but you can't let them have threes. So the hard part is you're going to teach it a little different than you have before, in the sense that you are going to not close out. You are going to run them off. So we always talk about running off. You are going to run them off that three-point line. Um, you have to. You have to run them off the three-point line. You can't let them um, shoot open threes because what's the point of, of running it if you, we want to keep them moving? And you, sh- and you will have help, and people will be in the right spots um, if, if you're doing it properly. Um, so keep it simple. Like I said at the beginning of this, if you keep it simple and you just work on funneling to the gutter and trying to get them to the strike zone, if you just do that, you'll be more. I mean, if you if you don't do any of the other stuff and the and the tweaks and how you know how we do this in a man and how we do this in a zone and the you know the eighty five different things that 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 I talk about in terms of the funnel down. Um, it will work and it will frustrate most teams. The tweaks come when you started running it. People have kind of figured out what you're running and then you're going to have to go, okay, we're going to go funnel down man to funnel down zone. We're going to go funnel down full court. You know, we're going to run a two, two, one back to a two, three. When you start doing those kinds or they start ball screening or they flash somebody, I don't really care, but they flash somebody across. Those are the little tweaks that you'll have to make. Um, but uh, funnel that strike zone, it will work. It shrinks. Like I said, it shrinks the court. Okay. So much so. And and to be honest with you, I think one of the things, one of the reasons this has worked is the lines are on the court. I'm telling you, it, it, it's it's that visual for them. They know where nobody, nobody plays with a charge arc but everyone that plays division one or college basketball knows where that charge arc is everyone knows where the three-point line is trust me they all know where the three-point line is well they know where the gutter is in our gym and every gym we played in i mean now i'm going to tell you when we go to the when we've gone to the coal center it's caused a pro- there's no gut but they've but that's usually the end of the season 
You know, if you're having that issue at the end of the season and it's your last game of the season on a big court, they'll they 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 know where the gutter is at that point. They don't need to see the visuals of that. Um, but uh, key concepts, like I said, shrink the floor, pin, funnel, trap. Um, some parting thoughts, and then I'll look at some questions. I see people have questions up here. I've answered some of them, but spend time on what happens in a game. What do kids want to do right now? They want to shoot threes. Okay. Do they really want to run the offense? Eh, kinda. Um, their coach is going to make them run the offense. So that's part of it. Um, they want to get on transition. Great. We're going to funnel you in the transition because we're going to pick you up in the full court. and We're going to get you to that specific gutter. Um, so you have to think about that and you have to think if you run this in practice, your offense gets better. It was one of those things I wasn't thinking about on that napkin. When I was driving from Chick-fil-A, I wasn't thinking about it. It really wasn't, but we have gotten better because when we, we literally have to go dummy D or I have to bring in my JV team so I can work on our offense and our training because um, we've gotten so good at the funnel that it's like, well, we got to be able, other teams are going to let us reverse the ball. Um, so it has helped our, it has helped our move ball movement. It has helped our offense. It was one of those, um, I'm running because it's making me feel better, but now I'm losing weight too. kind of things. It's like, it was one of those benefits you don't necessarily know is going to happen. It does. Um, we spend less time on defense than we did before I put this in. That was another golden nugget is um, I think I, when I, when I went on practice, I use practice planner live. When I went on that, I think we saved about 20% of practice time when we went to this because I wasn't spending as much time on we're playing this team. I got to run a one, three, one. We're running this team. I got to run pack line. I got this team. Because to be honest with you, if you're a one-trick pony and you're only doing one thing, it's hard. Um, but this allows me variation, allows me to run some zone, allows me to run some man. Um, and to be, and we'll we'll do funnel down and we'll do straight man. We'll go back and forth. You know how long it takes me to put in straight man? About a day, um, because they've been running it since they were hopefully been running it since they were this tall. And then we can just kind of flip out of it, and it's like so. But I wouldn't initially when I put it in, I wouldn't do that. Um, our program is far enough along that they kind of know the nuances of the of the different ones. Um, the type of shots they're taking are the type of shots we want to take. Now, I have two players on my team this year that can shoot mid-range jumpers. They are like dinosaurs. Like you just don't see them anymore. So this will get those kind of shots, those 14 to 18 foot contested shots off the dribble. Great. If you beat me shooting 15 to 16 foot jump shots off the dribble contested, I'm going to have to hit a lot more threes, but good for you. I just have not seen the kids that can consistently do that. Um, beat the best teams. I've talked about that. Uh, takes teams out of their comfort zone. Uh, very easy to teach. I'm, I'm crazy easy. Now, to get really good at it, it takes a little bit more, but I it's 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 pretty easy. Um, all right, let me look at some questions here. 
Yes, on that. Someone asked about the switching screens. Uh, okay, at what point do you deny reversals? That's a great question. I don't think anyone's asked me that in a really long time. Um, I don't really care if they're reverse. Now, we we do some run and jump out of this. So obviously, I would care a little bit more if we were doing that and we would be running run and jump. Um, I the, the the If I had to say the basic... Um, Funnel down is I don't I don't deny reversals until it breaks the half court plane. Again, it's a line on the court. It's easier for my guys to understand. Similar to the volleyball lines. Okay, um, when we're doing other things, we're trapping, we're running, run and jump. But our indicator is once the ball breaks the plane, okay, on a pass or a dribble that half court, then we're not letting it come back across. Um, I have found it's kind of like when I used to run my one, three, one a lot. And I, I might, I'm going to run a little bit of it this year. I think um, is when you, ex when you extend it, you start losing some of those, um, some of those, uh, uh, what do you, what am I, what am I looking for? Uh, some of the positives of it. Um, you, you, there's too many gaps is what I'm saying. There's too many gaps when you extend too far. That's fine. I can I can live with the gaps and stuff. Um, so do you pressure the ball? I I call them I call them my little. I got a I got like four of them this year. I call them my little gnats. They're just they just bother them the whole court. Yes, I have guys um, that I have pick up in the full court. Now, do I do it all the time? No, because um, I'm 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 a I'm a clock guy. I'm I'm managing that. Um, but I, I believe you should be harassing the other person's quote. I'm using air things, uh, point guards, the entire game. And if you have the depth to do it, it's great. And we have the depth this year. We're going to do it. We're going to always have somebody there. We're always going to have somebody funneling. Um, I, I think it's harder when you let them walk the ball up the court, cause they're going to walk the ball up the right side then. So, um, if you're doing that, I would at least pick up at three-quarter court and try to get them to the left side if possible. Um, high one-four set, that's fine. I have no problem with the high one-four set because once it gets to the wing, so first of all, again, coach, I'd have to I'd have to see your team um, and I have to see the exact alignment, but unless your point guard can really get it to those high posts, I would say from from an observational study of someone that's coached a really long time, when people run a high one four, they tend to pass it to one of the wings. I, th I think it's about twenty percent of the time it goes to the high post unless he pops really, really, really high. If he does, great. Then hopefully you have a big that can funnel them, um, and then they're gonna, it's going to be on a side. Then at that point, we're just not going to let him reverse it. So I have no problem with the high one four. I actually like the high one four. Um, it tends to work really well for us because they tend to pass to the wings and then great. We're sitting, we're, you're not getting it back. That big is not going to be open. Great. I mean, we just deny that high post. You're not going to reverse it. You got two guys out way on the other side. Um, so you do, and I, and I did, I do this in my drills a little bit. Um, you do have to work on the skip. There are some weaknesses to this. I mean, there's some things you need to work on. Like you do have to work on the ball screen. You do have to work on the skip. How are we doing that? How are we, you know, you have to teach them the positioning and how to run them off the line. But from a, from a, um, from a list standpoint, the number of things you need to teach them is 
10% of what you normally need to teach. Um, because there really aren't that many rotations. There really aren't that many different spots that you need to be because everyone knows where this person's supposed to be going. So they know what spot they're supposed to be in. Um, are there anything that kind of stretch your limits defensively? Now, if you're, if, if okay, if you're in a non-shot clock and you're trying to take time off the clock, um, we just, we have to tweak a little bit the denial um, but it actually works pretty well. Uh, we have extended the doubles at times. Uh, you know, this is something that our coaches are doing right now that you might want to think about too, is I would figure out how many your I would look at your league right now. I'm going to give you a little golden nugget that has nothing to do with funnel down. Um, if you think about your league and think about how many points per possession, how, how, how many points they score per minute in your league. Okay, or your youth league. Um, we have figured that out over the last five years. How many points teams average score over a period of a minute? Okay, so we have figured out if we're down eight to nine points with four minutes to go, we're in kind of a weird zone. Now, in your head, you might not think that, but in our league, the average number of points people can score, it's going to be hard if you can come back from being eight to 10 down with four minutes to go. So then, all of a sudden, then we got to rev it up. Maybe we got to do something different. Maybe we got to trap high. Um, but the spread offense doesn't tend to hurt us, other than if we're um, if we're in a situation where we can't, uh, we have to get back, or we have to score, or do something like that. Then that causes some problems for us. But don't be down, is what I would say. But anyway, uh, uh, if you run a two-two-one, do you label areas in the full court as strike? zone or just short corner no so that's a great point we'll run a normal two two one if you know a two two one in the full court nothing gets in the middle full denial no we will trap our indicator then is half court okay they've gotten it over half court now we're in our two three or two two one or you can even do it out of a man and at that point now we're now we're funneling to the short corner so it's actually if you know anything about a two two one there's there's several ways of running a two two one. I'm not going to teach you the two two one, but there's the aggressive and the non aggressive way depending on where the back person. If the if the back one of the two two one takes the takes the sideline away, it's a little bit more aggressive. Anyway, it tends to be a non aggressive zone press. You will get turnovers. You will get things to score on it. Um, but no, I don't have a strike zone when I'm doing the two two one. I run a normal two two one. I know I run a normal diamond in one. I run a normal run and jump until it gets to half court. Um, are we trying to keep them outside? You know, if I'm doing a run and jump, I want to keep them in the gutters anyway. I don't necessarily want them in the alley at all. Um, so I'm gonna yeah. So hopefully that answered the question. These were all really good questions. Okay, I'm gonna jump in. Um, so like I told you when I started this, this is this is literally the beta version of this. I'm going to, uh, you know, Coach and I thought of about a, a month ago that we we're going to do this um, and share it because I think Coach has been retired for a while and I'm knocking on the retirement door at some point. So we thought we'd share it. I think we got a good enough team that it really won't matter if people know what we're doing um, in our area. But anyway, um, so... I'm going to tell you what's in the funnel down defense right now, all the stuff that's listed. And then I'm going to tell you what we're going to add 
Um, hopefully we're going to add, I know I have two coaches that have already told me they're going to share tape. I'm going to help them. We're going to, we're going to sit down and do this and I'm going to look at them and help them with that. Um, but I'm going to do that with my team. I'm going to show you our practices and that kind of stuff. Um, we got, we got, we didn't get the huddle focus thing, but we got something else in our, in our gym now. So I'm going to be able to get really good film during practice and not have to worry about it. But anyway, so what do I have in my funnel down? I have basically the, what I showed you today was probably 10% of what I've got as far as the course goes. Um, so I've got that, uh, I've got, um, drills cause I want to know how to do this. I want to know how to implement it. So I basically videotaped my guys doing it. I'm going to redo those. Those are, it, again, it's the, it's the beta version. I'm going to up that, but I, I got them in there so you can see them doing it. You can see the PDFs of them doing it and the video breakdown of it. Um, I got a cheat sheet, which basically you can keep with you, which has like what I just showed you with the pin and the funnel and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have, I am going to anybody that does the course, I'm going to do a private zoom Q and a, and it's probably going to be more than one. I'm going to promise one, but it's going to be probably a bunch of them because I think it will be helpful. I think I answered questions today that were helpful. Um, and then I'm, I started a community. I've already had like some of my friends and stuff jump in. I've had, I think there's like 10 coaches in it right now because it literally started yesterday um, in Slack. So I, I'm trying to get, <laughs> we won't talk about Facebook. I'm trying to get off of Facebook a little bit and I'm using Slack. I use that with my coaches. Slack is a wonderful tool. There's another golden nugget for you. If you're not using Slack with your coaches, there's a free version of Slack. Go, go get it, use it, keep it all there. You can have, you can have it basically is a great, every business uses, most businesses use Slack kind of as meetings and you can start your, you're going to keep all your scouts for specific people and it's organization and it's awesome. So if you don't know what it is, look it up, use it for your staff, put, put you and all your assistants in there and you guys. I can send a, I can send a, a, a message to one, just one assistant. I can post other things. It is unbelievably cool. Um, uh, then I, like I said, I'm going to put in game film. I'm going to put in practice film. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you the price it is right now. And I, it's going to be two, three, four times this because I want to keep this small. I want to be able to help the coaches that are running it because to be honest with you, I'm a teacher and I don't want to throw somebody, I don't want to give somebody a tool and not be able to teach them. That's the first thing. Second thing is I'm still learning. I've been running it for seven years and I'm still learning on it. So I don't want, you know, 700 people running funnel down. And I can't help any of them and I won't know what's going on. I want to learn. And I'm going to tell you, selfishly, I want to be able to do it for, with my team. So if there was, uh, was it two months ago, I was sharing this with a coach from Tennessee and he showed me something, boom. Oh my gosh, why did I not think of that? I should do that too. So that's why I'm going to, if you know anything about economics, if you increase price, numbers will go down, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to just be honest. It's never going to be the price it is today through Sunday. And then it's, I'm going to basically close it um, probably for the season because I don't have time to do it. Um, but I'm going to do, a, it's the beta version. Um, you can find it. Uh, it's not 149. It's not 129. It's not 99. It's going to be 69 bucks period from now until Sunday. And then I'm closing it. <laughs> um, I will be on the Slack. I will be there to help you. 
Um, this is about as soft a sell as I can give you, but um, FunnelDownDefense.com will take it to you uh, if you want to get it. I'm going to put this replay. So watch your emails tomorrow. I will I will um, put this replay, and you'll have access to the replay from now until Sunday if you want to watch it, see any of the slides, any of the stuff I talked about. I know I didn't go full screen. I probably will redo this so you can see it full screen. Um, but anyway, that's uh, – I see someone has a question up above. Um, that's what I have. Anybody else has questions, I am definitely more um, – Yes. Yeah, so this is different. So someone asked, I had a teach hoops member ask. teach hoops is different. This is a whole separate entity. And the reason is I'm doing it with my assistant coach <laughs> and we're splitting it. And that, that, so no one, I didn't expect anybody to ask that, but that he, he's, and John will be on here. John is, uh, John worked for the state. He used to be a head coach. Um, him and I did this together. Um, so I'm giving him full credit. Um, He's a he's a mastermind when it comes to this kind of stuff. And anyway, he, I'm sure he'll be on the first Q and A. He'll probably be on all the Q and As. Um, now, him and I will sometimes disagree, which is healthy. Um, we'll probably disagree on the Q and A too. Um, but you'll always have access to this. Um, I'm it's hosted on something different. It will just be there. And as I add stuff, if you jump in now, as I add stuff, it's all going to be there. Um, and the same thing with Slack. I'm not going to kick you out of Slack. You'll always have the funnel down defense Slack thing. Um, I'm hoping people go in there when we're having troubles or we need help. Um, I'll, I'm sure I'll be posting when my big man isn't doing his rotations and things like that. Um, does anybody else have any questions that I can ask right now? Super easy to run is what that that's my probably my easiest selling point. Um, doesn't matter. You're welcome. Um, what you're running, it will work. It really will. I, I would not. So here's here's my last pitch. I would not be selling this and sharing it if I didn't think it worked. I run it. it it's yes, it's like the it, it's similar to the Chris Baird, but it has some tweaks to it. Um, and the drills and stuff, I think are good. They're really good. Um, and then I'm going to be adding to them. I'm not super happy. I mean, I, they're the ones I used, again, didn't have a season last year. The ones I used, uh, a couple years ago. Um, so what I'm going to do is I got to tweak them too. Uh, but I'm, I believe in, in the full thing. Um, I, I consider this and somebody asked if this, they consider it a conservative or a, an aggressive, I consider it aggressive because I'm trying to dictate to you. Um, so that's why I think it's an aggressive defense. Now, are you always trapping? No. Are you always trying to turn people over? No, you're trying to get them to take shots that they don't want to take. That is the whole point of a defense, right? It's not. So that's why I love this defense. It's, it's taking you out. It's taking them out of what they want to do. They want to reverse the ball. They want to shoot threes. They want to run their offense. You know, they want to take 25 seconds off and then get a shot. Boom, boom, boom. So it's taking them out of all of those things. If the ball is on the wing on the left side and they try to drive middle, how do you handle that? Um, first of all, if my footwork, if my EBF is right, if my ears, butt, and feet are right, they can't do it. Um, the second thing is uh, they try to drive. I mean, we teach them how to take charges because we, we say you are the wall 
And if they're trying to run through the wall, you have to make someone pay. It's probably with an ER visit if they're trying to run through a wall. Um, so uh, if they do that and they drive middle, that it means you weren't you weren't pushing the right way. And it's and I'm going to tell you, it's hard for them. The first week, they have to get out of that mental part of their say because they're trying to funnel to a specific spot. They're trying to keep them out um, and and you know pin them on that sideline. Um, and it's hard because they've run, you know, trust me, I live in Wisconsin. Pack line is king. Man-to-man is king. That's what they've learned since they could walk. Great. It's it's about a 30-degree angle shift on their hips. Not even that, probably. It's probably closer to 20. I should actually do that measurement being a ge- former geometry teacher. But it's that, and I'll give you another golden nugget for the people of the state, EBF, ears, butt, feet. So they're sitting on their ear that's closest to the middle. Their butt is to the opposite block. And their feet are shifted, like I said, about 15 degrees. EBF, ear, butt, feet. So if it's on the right side, they're sitting on their left ear, right? They're literally on that ear. They're up and they're on that ear. So they're kind of closing out on that ear. So we always, we talk EBF all the time, ear, butt, feet ear, butt, feet, ear, butt, feet. If their butt is facing the opposite low block, they're going to probably be in the right position. Is it a little bit of a two to two to five degree angle shift sometimes, but it's not much. If they, if they, if they have, if they're sitting on the air, if they, their butt to the opposite block and their feet are positioned right where one is kind of in the crotch and one is on the outside, um, they're okay. I'm going to tell you one more thing. and I get long-winded because I love this so much um, is they have to read. I mean, if I'm guarding Giannis and I, and I'm guarding coach over there, they're different, right? So space in me, I'm still in there. I'm still in their bubble, but I gotta, I, I can't quite funnel Giannis like I can funnel someone else. That's where that five to 10 degree thing. And then we talk about that. We talk about it in the scout. We talk about it with, you know, you know, I horizontally challenge kind of you know, vertically challenge, whatever. Um, we talk about that. Um, oh, can we clarify what you mean stress in regards to earbud feet? Yes. So again, I think I did that, but I, I think I just saw this, but again, it, it, let's say they're on the right side of the court and we didn't do a very good job. Okay. And they're driving down. I'm sitting on their left ear. Now, as you're facing, as I'm facing the basket, and this is my right hand. I'm sitting on this ear. So it's always the opposite ear. Okay. And the butt is toward. We have found that the, that low block seems to be the, about the right angle. Um, and it's someplace that we can point to similar to the, the lanes on the court. It just makes it easier. Yes. So. I, I, okay. So close out, they're going to get the shot off in closeouts. You want to run off the line because they won't have the shot, right? So <laughs> it's the math again. I don't want them shooting a three. Are they going to get shots up? Yes. Are they going to know that I'm coming at them and trying to run them off? Yes. <laughs> so, um, that's what I want to do. I want to, um, I want to run them off both of those. Um, hold on. I want to stop my share here. Um, 
yeah, you just want to, you just, you, you want to run them off that clock, run them off. Um, it's just, it's just so much easier. I'm letting John in. Hey, John, I just, hold on. Wheeler just came in. John, I, I called you out earlier about you doing your Princeton and me doing my um, funnel down. So I, I did pay you a big compliment. I said, John is the guy to go see if you want to run the Princeton offense, but I'm not sure funnel down might stop it. But anyway, I told him we're going to have a big, we'll have a big like WWE now, is it not WWF? I grew up WWF um, Smackdown. All right. Are there any other questions? These have all been really good. Um, no. All right. I watch your emails tomorrow. I will make sure that I uh, put this replay. I'll load it up as soon as I get off. I'm going to go have some dinner first, maybe walk the dogs, even though it's dark out, and then I will upload it. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate everybody coming. Hope we got, hope we got some golden nuggets out of it. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 